right. We're going? Yeah. On my timer. Uh, greetings and salutations, everyone. We have our first guest on the pod. What the? Yes. Yeah. It was going to be Dax Flame, but he's in Honduras right now, I think. Is that where he is? I don't know. He's traveling. Intercepted. Yeah. Um, I really uh, like the Nanoland shirt, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Canadian representation. It's a... Yeah. Uh, we're 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 coming up Nanoland. I know, I love it. <laughs> Big on TikTok now. Yeah. Well, I've been specifically watching this guy on TikTok who um he like trolls in Call of Duty lobbies and he's constantly referring to Nanoland. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the uh I made a video about Nanoland many, many years ago and I, I helped to sort of give it a, a nice. little nudge. Because a lot of Americans just didn't know about it. Yeah, I um, forgot about it as well until like it. Started. It's sort of like a puppet based thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I it's feel a, like it's we a should... based puppet thing. Yeah, it's a puppet. <laughs> yes, it's it is based. Okay. I feel like we should introduce Adam. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'm Adam. Yeah, this is yes. Adam. Or uh, your movie sucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which uh, so a lot of movie reviews and stuff. Uh, I was one of your original original fans from 2000. Five, 2006. Mm -hmm. The pre-YMS channel. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about that is um, I was actually watching your movie reviews before I knew it was you. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, this voice is so familiar. And then I saw the name was Adam. And I was like, no way. And then I saw a picture of you and I was like, okay, that is, that that's is. That's very cool. Yeah, it was crazy. So I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that was, so I, I. I published a bunch of random skit videos on YouTube mm -hmm. that were mostly just brought out of like school projects, drama projects, or random other subjects that I was like, I want to make a video instead. And the teachers just let me just because I wanted to express myself in that way. And they're always like just dumb skits. Mm -hmm. And it only ever got like, I don't know, back in the day, it was like 100 subscribers, 300 maybe or something, just like some insignificant amount by today's standards. But I do remember I was at a Starbucks once at Edmonton and there were some girls that were like, oh, my God, are you Dark Ocean Films? And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like 18 years old. <laughs> I was that a was my massive first exposure fan. To like I, the something part one, two and three, I have that's probably Hell one yeah. of my most watched <laughs> YouTube. Well, because like I back in the day. So the lore goes really deep with you. I don't even think, you know, but like um, junior high, grade seven. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember Mr. B. Yes, of course. So Mr. B. Showed, he had the film segment of our uh, curriculum and he showed us your film. And it was the first time that I was like, holy shit, like we can make movies. <laughs> That's great. And, and I got so excited and I remember you helped. So one of my friends, uh, her older brother is your friend and you helped them make a video project for that class. Yeah, I did. It was so good <laughs> and I felt like shit because I was like, what the hell? Like, I there's scenes that you did at the time that I thought were nuts and I like needed to recreate. There was like this one scene where your friend's lying on the pavement and you just took a dislocated tire, just a tire and rolled it over his head to like show mm. him getting run over. Yeah, yeah. And my head was like, Oh, yeah. like you can do shit like that. So like I started making my own films. My film was called like Joey the Gargoyle. It's like still on YouTube. Um, but your stuff, I really like at the time I was like, this is insane. This is so cool. So thank it's you just, so much. Yeah, it's neat to see where you've gone with I, it. I remember 
I remember uh, Espen. Yes, yeah. Every I don't know how often, but there's just one clip that never leaves my mind. He puts on a helmet and he says, "Safety first." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I, I, love I don't know why that was so good. Yeah, Espen is Anissa's younger brother yeah, who is acting brother. in her movies. In my movies, who now he's a lawyer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, he was the main actor in my YouTube videos. And I actually named my YouTube channel after the same mm -hmm. format as yours because you were Dark Ocean oh, Films. Okay. And so I did the same like two descriptors and then film. I, I was a huge, I thought it was like the coolest shit ever. And then I really uh, trusted your movie reviews and stuff. I just loved them so much. And every, we, it was to the point where like, if we were thinking about seeing a movie, we we're like, well, let's just see what Adam said first. And then we'll yeah. decide. There was specifically. Yeah, there was a particular era where we were like, yeah. okay. It was like a couple year long era where we were like, all right, before we watch this. Yeah. Let's see if there's a review. Yeah, I, I try not to like enforce my taste on everyone, but at least hopefully I think that, you know, what, a critic that I would watch would be able to do is, you know, if they don't like something, they can ex at least explain why and you can at least understand yeah. and perhaps maybe even say like, OK, this didn't work for me because of X, Y, Z. But to this type of person who enjoys this sort of thing, like maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of people in my community are basically using my videos as more of like a barometer, but not exactly to scale. Yeah. I'll be like, OK, Adam gives it a six. I'll probably give it like an eight. Yep. Or something. Right. There it kind of helps you find, like, your score for it a little bit. Mm. Okay. There was, like, the alligator crocodile horror yeah. movie that we watched specifically. Crawl? I think. It was the one where, Probably. like... Probably. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Like, there was, like, Kind of a vague title. Yeah. And their crocodiles were Just grabbing a big croc. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> so funny. I... The director made, like, one good movie, debatably two, and then... Mm. I've just been disappointed since. Yeah. Alexandre Aja. I think he's French. It's a cool name. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an important question to ask you. Please. Have you seen Chef? Oh, no. You know, I've seen clips. Wait, no, I did. I totally did. Yeah, I did. John Favreau, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I watched it, I think, pretty much only just because I was doing my Lion King video. Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, I'm going to look through this and either a come up with you know a different perspective of him as a director and be like okay this is the type of thing he was doing before or at the very least find some like exploitable clips right that might show up in part two and there's no date for that i'm taking my time and there's a lot of other projects that i need to do first sorry everybody <laughs> sorry. wait for the lion king or yeah, it'll happen eventually yeah it'll happen eventually but i'm like I got hit with life like really, really hard mm. uh, trying to like get residency in the U.S. and uh, just getting kicked out of a house for no reason and blah, blah, blah. And like there's a there's a whole endless amount of just like annoying some like legal and like having to lawyer up to get a blah, blah, blah. And just everything's occupy, occupying my time and my money. Yeah. And then trying to live in like two places at once, constantly traveling. It's like, OK, well. You know, I gotta, I gotta make some content to keep the channel afloat, right? So I gotta be able to produce something. But those l longer projects where it's like I can't fake it, you know. Obviously, the yeah. those projects are what people really return to my videos for. Like they have to be 
not only passionate, but like really organized. And if I make a really organized video, I need to be like in it for months. And right now it's just a struggle of like trying to find the right window where I can do that again. So that's uh, it's really relatable because I mean, we're going through a lot of that, but I just finished immigration and that was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. It was so bad. And like, I was stuck here for two years. I couldn't even leave until like I got my residency card and stuff. So like, yeah, the the moving to the U.S. is, I uh, man, I don't know, not fun. So I don't just give me you. citizenship. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> Let me in. I have what? friends here. Are you applying for like an O visa? Is that what you're going? Through? I am currently eyeing that, mm. um, but we'll see. I've kind of, I've I've gone through a lot of different lawyers and consultations, and slowly over the course of the past year, kind of you know, weeding out the people that don't know what they're talking about and mm -hmm. are trying to scam me out of $10,000. Yeah. And then hopefully get people that know what they're talking about. So literally, like, it's such an ongoing process. Like, my last email I sent about it was literally yesterday. Um, and I might finally have a good lawyer, hopefully. Yeah. Ours was bad, so you're doing a good job being patient. Yeah. Ours was so bad. I don't know. It's rough. <laughs> such an asshole. And then you get through the whole process and you're like, oh, so this is like, more of a do-it-yourself kind of thing <laughs> and you're like you know it really is um and i'm i'm usually pretty confident with that kind of thing like yeah. you know i do my own taxes like i can figure things out like i've done a lot of research into various subjects and just like i'm confident about my own ability to just figure things out but there's some point they've made it so complicated way more complicated than it needs to I be know. probably intentionally yeah. obtuse um or complex and I, I hit a roadblock of like, okay, you have to contact the Department of Labor for the state that you're uh, trying to reside in. I'm like, okay. And then I go on the website. I'm like, okay, there's their email. There's their phone. They don't even answer their phone. I'm like, okay, what? And then I look on, I'm like searching on Google and like Reddit. I'm like, okay, do they ever answer their phone? Everybody's having the same problem. They don't respond to emails. I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, I guess I need a lawyer for this part. Do they have a different mm -hmm. line of communication? I'm not sure. I heard after COVID, it's it got so much worse. We got married right like after COVID. So mm -hmm. I don't know what it was like pre-COVID, but after COVID, it was so bad. And every single time you like try to get on the phone with somebody, it's like either automated or like just n literally no one picks up the phone. Mm -hmm. So um, what state were you looking to go to? G.A. Oh, G.A. That's where my B.F. is. Oh, cool. Yeah. They have a and great there's also decorum. film stuff there. So okay. yeah, true. And music scene, good mm -hmm. music scene. Yeah, good art scene. Yeah, it's a surprisingly gay city, Atlanta. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but Coke Museum. <laughs> oh, you know that was the thing I was told not to check out was by the my Coke brother. Museum? Well, I, yeah, I, I invited my brother to a thing in Atlanta, and he had to do it, and he was like, you know, this was kind of <laughs> lame. It's a lot of little kids hyped up on all the free samples mm -hmm. and. I don't know. They also have a whale shark <laughs> in Atlanta. Mm. In the yeah, I went to the aquarium. The aquarium was cool. Yeah. I like the aquarium. That's the one thing I heard. I had a friend. That's what we tend to rate usually mm -hmm. is yeah. aquariums. We love We've gone to several now. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend the Seattle one. It's don't like a go to the Seattle one. 6.5. Mm -hmm. No, a 5. Okay, 5. C. Uh, the Vancouver one blows it out of the water. Mm -hmm. Really? Like yeah, I've been to the Vancouver one a couple times. but Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the big projects, speaking of big projects, the one thing Dane told us we had to watch before you came on was uh, the Kimba Simba 
Um, it's the one. Yeah, video, which was one. crazy. It's crazy to see uh, how many people confidently uh, write about things that they clearly didn't. Yeah, that was blowing my mind as you were going through it and you brought up like the law professor. Yeah. Uh, who just has a bunch of bullshit in the book. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, man, this is crazy. How much shit out there just kind of goes, you know, like never, like you, people are never going to spend the time to uncover it really. It's yeah. Especially with something as, uh, something as silly as the Kimba thing is like, it makes it so like, um, it makes you realize there's probably a lot more like sinister shit out there. The 1000%, right? I mean... Kimba is 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 a subject that you'd think that there wouldn't be that many people so emotionally invested in the outcome of, mm. but there are. <laughs> yeah, there are, and there's some people that are, I guess, just like super hyper whatever fans of the original, and you know, it's some sort of like nostalgic imprinting mm. on them that for some reason it's not just enough to love the show and recommend the show, but it's also the mantra of like no but the the lion king and, and it's like isn't that kind of doing a disservice to the show if like you can only ever talk about it in the context of the lion king like if it's great talk about what makes it great right yeah, yeah. a lot of great music in the show you know yeah i particularly liked the the <laughs> it's very weird but i think it's probably an american perspective uh, or a western perspective i loved them dragging the corpse around <laughs> of the father line or whatever, uh, because it just made it like kind of, to me, it like cutified death a little bit or made it like not as bad. And it's like, yeah, it's a little, would you know, you like, it's more of like a pelt kind of thing. Would you like and they to can acknowledge the it. corpse of your father, the skin of your father? I mean, it's less cute when you, you know, attach it to our reality. Yeah. But, you know, you have some animated lions. I get it. In their world, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, lion pelts exist. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, <laughs> well, they're not stoked about it. Here's Here's what really drew me towards like making that a huge project was not only just like, okay, debunking, I get hyper obsessed over like details on certain things. I'm like, no, you're, you're wrong. And you, I have to explain exactly. Cause I know I can already tell, like if I debunk one thing and then they go like, Oh, but what about that other thing? Yeah. So I'm putting out like a thousand different small fires yep. by doing this. But I was also like, you know, there's some, I watched through the whole thing, every series, right. There's like, however many thousands of minutes or I don't even remember the number. Yeah. There was some really funny shit yeah. <laughs> that was in the show. I was like, okay, I just have to show people how bonkers this is, right? There's the one clip of the lion who licks the man and then the man licks the lion yeah. back. That's like, <laughs> like, not sure why that's in there. Could just be like a, you know, <laughs> point in history or like a cultural, like, I, I don't know. There's a yeah. bunch of different reasons why something like that could be in there, but out of context, very funny. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. Oh, yeah, and I love the guy who was throwing grenades, grenades at the leopards. Oh, that yeah. shit's so funny. Yeah. Lubar. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's ingrained into my mind. Like, yeah. I had to I had to be like so on top of it. Yeah. And then that final thing that happened at the very end, mm-hmm. um, close to because I was streaming my uh, editing process and a lot of the discovery process, a lot of the clips of me finding things out and like making a breakthrough are just caught 
in the live stream. That's cool. So at some point, because it was more of like a, you know, by the end of it, it was almost like a community effort. So there were some people from my community. Somebody mentioned, oh, there's this uh, comic book called Simba King of Beasts mm. in the 1940s before Kimba. I'm like, okay, interesting. I go through it. And because I already had like this, this encyclopedic, like, um, what is it called? Visual memory, uh, photographic memory of essentially the whole show of Kimba up until that point, editing through all of that, trimming it into the timeline of this video. I was able to just look at frames and be like, that's exactly like uh, episode 30 at oh my <laughs> 15 God. minutes. And wow. so what would have, you know, if, if I was trying to dig through the show just to find those similar frames it would have been a much more time consuming process if i had started from scratch and started with that mm -hmm. but by the end of it it was like okay i already know we're like most of these things i'm pretty sure it's in this episode and now it's just stuck in my brain and my i just every yeah. night every i just have dreams of kimba every yeah. nightmares, kimba nightmares. <laughs> kimba. i do kind of admire it though because i feel like it is <clears throat> like a skill that a lot of people don't recognize is like the willingness to just slog through some shit. It's like I could talent. not watch all of Kimba, like for sure. Um, so it's, I think that's a good like advantage to have knowing that you can, you can go through the whole thing and have the knowledge of everything that happens Yeah, and stay like tuned into it. Cause I might be able to do it, but I have to be on my phone the whole time. Yeah, here's yeah. the thing though. It's like, it's I don't know how much of it was just effort or how much of it was just me finding it funny as fuck anyway, because yeah. <laughs> I was actually enjoying it. Like I uh, throughout the however many months I was just watching the show before I even started like the voiceover. I was just watching it. Uh, I remember like I just put it on, you know, like, OK, you know, roommates are over, friends are over whatever. Like, I'm just going to put on something where we can do this socially and I can mm. say I'm working at the same time and write notes. Yeah. And just like it was one of those situations where just like one by one people would leave the like they couldn't do like more than two oh. episodes in a row. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is great. Yeah. The elephant genocide. Yeah. The you might have to bleep genocide. that word. Yeah. Me sorry. Yeah, true. No. Elephant beep. And the voice acting for the black characters in mm. that film or in the show is yeah. insane. I and was like, what? I was literally audibly gasping every single time you put a clip. I couldn't believe it. It's like these are African, uh, supposed to be people living in Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's just the most offensive voice acting you've ever heard in your life. It's, it's very... It's very funny, like, <laughs> and I'm glad that I got to include it in my video. Yeah. Um, Pat Robertson, Christian Broadcasting Network, 1980s. Fuck. It's pretty much exactly what you'd think right. he would do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And yeah, some of the dubbing was great. I think that was... The DVD quality dubbing was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I still don't know where those YouTube versions came from. Cause that's right. what I wound up having yeah. to use is like, okay, I bought the official DVD. This is unusable. This is like unwatchable. Yeah. But somewhere, somehow people archived that series in much better quality. No one knows where it came from. Right. And I like asked around to like the uploader even like I, I was doing so many emails Dude, when, to so many different things. Yeah, when you're doing research and you have to like contact the uploader for some yeah. random video, that is the worst. I have not gotten any reasonable feedback from ever doing that. They like they upload something on the account and then they're just 
away from it forever. I will say, though, um, in Creator Clash, the first one, Michael Reeves wanted to walk oh, out yeah. to that Minecraft parody song. Yeah. It's like really bad, like, uh, what is it called? Peaking. It's just yeah, the, oh, hell yeah. And yeah. the kid's screaming into the mic. And so Ian had to, to email the creator and ask if we could use. No, I had to leave a comment. Oh, you left and, a comment? Yeah, and hoped that he'd and, respond to yeah, that, I and think. And he was like, hell yeah, I'm a huge fan of Michael Reeves. He yeah. was like so excited. So it worked out that time. Remember when YouTube had DMs? Uh, yes, you could send messages. You could send Whoa. DMs on YouTube. Uh, that was actually, wow. every YouTuber has, as far as I know, some grind when they were starting out to mm -hmm. get like uh, attention. Mm -hmm. uh, my grind was I had like a, a bit of a program that would send out mass. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That would send out those. Oh, I don't think I was sending messages. I think I was trying to do something a little less offensive. I think it was friending people or something like that. There was some sort of feature where it was like, I see you. Do you see me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my method for getting attention back then. Yeah. I used to just look at who the most popular uh, channel that was subscribed to me. Oh, what do you mean? Just look at it? Like to see who was subscribed, like who the most popular YouTuber was that was subscribed to me. Because you yeah. used to be able to see that. Can you still see that? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. You can still. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a way to sort it in the the channel studio. Yeah, they have all sorts of different uh, cool tools like that now where you can see how audience overlap happens. Mm -hmm. It's really neat. My my grind starting out was I would make my reviews, you know, I named the channel Your Movie Sucks, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not like I was intentionally misrepresenting my beliefs in order to, to get attention. Mm -hmm. It was just I chose the films where it's like, okay, Everybody's praising this movie. Here's why it sucks. I don't care if you think that I'm, you know, lame for saying that. Like, I don't, whatever, right? Just unabashedly saying, this is my opinion. But what I also did back when IMDb had like messaging forums is I would just, in the forum for the movie, just be like, here's why this sucks and leave a link to my YouTube video. Smart. And so I got it. I think I got a bit of attention that way. Yeah. That's, that's really great. smart. Okay. I think that's kind of like how I don't know. You got to be smart like that. It reminds me of uh, Gus Johnson, the Reddit. Like, oh yeah, he get a lot of stuff on Reddit. Reddit grind. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, some people that I know would use Deviant Art. Really? Yeah. Pretty much the only way to get big at this point, if you have like no connections or like friends or nepotism or anything, mm -hmm. is like just trying to make something that is either so relatable to like a reddit algorithm of like okay this is something that everybody's talking about like this is a skit based on like one particular thing right or reviewing something that already exists like a movie or doing drama videos on like mm -hmm. people that already exist mm -hmm. to to get into the algorithm you need to be creating your content as things that other people are already searching right yes. essentially yeah and so it's you know you know, I respect it. I respect the grind, but like, I just wish that somehow, you know, we had the algorithm favoring like original content that was still just like quality content, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, even, uh, you know, people who get popular now, like uh, you, you go on uh, YouTube and it's just like uh, how Ian ruined his career. Boogie2988, where is he now? Oh, yeah. Like, those are like the only things. And it's like, 
channels that you've never heard of, but they're getting millions of views. It's part of the ecosystem. Yeah. The uh, the Boogie Doc. Yeah. Um, you know, I watched it because it was interesting subject matter. And, you know, like I'm a YouTube internet person. So mm -hmm. I'm like loosely aware of some of the things in it already and wanted to see how it was handled in like a documentary format. You know, I did. I you look at the movies that we uh, review on my podcast, Sardonicast. You know, some art house film, some random like thing, mm -hmm. and then it's just you know, Boogie Duck, twice as many views because yeah. people are like, "Ooh, that's a thing that people right. are searching for on the internet." And people also kind of like the you know, like, "Ooh, this is I want to hear their take on like the drama sort of thing." Mm -hmm. It's like, I think we're all kind of guilty of it, you know? Yeah, because I, I watched it and I covered it and I you know, totally. <laughs> it's got four point five million views. Uh, yeah. Right now, and uh, I I watched. He hasn't seen it, but I watched it in bed while he was sleeping, and I cry, I fucking cried. I don't even know why I cried. It was like uh, that scene when the guy was like, um, uh, "Yeah, there's no way he can recover. He should like just quit, basically." And for some reason, I like put my phone down and just bawled, and then I couldn't sleep like the whole fucking night. I don't know. It was cursed. I was mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't like that. Felt so bad. Fuck. It was an interesting one. Yeah. It was an interesting one. But and yeah. I, you know, I on the other hand, I think that, you know, because it was higher production value than just like taking someone's streams or clips and then narrating over top of it and giving your commentary, the guy actually like went to his house with which yeah. I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And I hope that it opens the door for like more content creators or, you know, aspiring filmmakers or documentary yeah. filmmakers to mm -hmm. be like, oh, let me actually let me actually try and get a more personal look at somebody. And that's, you know, part of the reason why your documentaries are so good. I like yours, the ones Thank that you, you make. Yeah. Dane, uh, Dane and I uh, have been uh, doing that. And yeah. we, I mean, he mentioned it, you know, early on is like, well, I was like, I think one of my, uh, one of my fears initially before like making the Airsoft Fatty documentary was like, this is just kind of like what other people are doing, right? And he's like, no, like we're going there. Mm -hmm. We're interviewing him. This is like real fucking documentary filmmaking. Like it's legit. I would actually argue the documentary filmmaking that you're doing now is the antithesis of Content Cop. Because your whole goal with Content Cop was to try and like... Right, actually not, not get to know giving proper context to and things. And not yeah. giving the benefit of the doubt. And now you're humanizing, cause you, you're forced to humanize them right. because you're going there. Mm -hmm. that's, that's exactly how I felt about the Boogie Doc, is, yeah. is I think the inherent nature of like meeting someone in real life and also like being in their space mm -hmm. and just kind of like seeing like, oh, this is a human being. I think that inherently... Uh, you know, creates whatever art you create from that is inherently going to be more empathetic. Mm -hmm. Well, t you know, to most people, like, I don't know, there's probably some right. <laughs> where that's not the case, but um, yeah, I, I, uh, I encourage that kind of thing. Cause yeah. uh, I think that, I think that a lot of just like nonsense we see on the internet is literally just because everything's behind a wall. Everything's behind a, uh, mm -hmm. yep. series of tubes. I also yeah. think a lot of people assume like, oh, it's the internet, so it's fake, or like somebody's hamming up. Like, how many times does somebody have to have like a some sort of like manic episode online and people like poke and prod it mm -hmm. until people learn that like this is people are having real emotions online and sometimes like I think we all just have to chill with how much yeah. we're consuming it. I was gonna say, I particularly don't like when it's like a trend to make a 
fucking like rabbit holy video about a particular person Mm -hmm. because what i've noticed is a lot of these people do not go to the source and they do not try to find things on their own uh they maybe convince themselves yeah by like watching other videos on the matter but it's just like a fucking human centipede of like bad information that just keeps on going down it can be yeah yeah it can be yeah there's some um, down the rabbit hole videos that I like. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess Fred. that was yeah. a. He's cool. But yeah. but yeah, no, I know what you're talking about though. There's a lot where it's just like it's redigested. I forgot that was a name of a YouTube channel. Yeah. I yeah, I think people have just referenced that as like a format of video. No, it's yeah. a documentary. It is, yeah. yeah, I knew I knew what you were saying. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You beauties that I do like. Yeah. yeah, but it is a good channel. That's mm. how I heard about um. Rainforest. 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 2015. That's how I heard about the it. Infamous. From. I still have my lanyard. Which is so fucking Which cool. Fucking dope. You can be like, I was there. Collector's item. Yeah. You um, think that goes for a little bit on eBay? Probably, but I just would never want to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like my sentimental uh, items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, the, the convention got canceled for good reason. There were people there that like were banned from other conventions, but were still allowed to attend. And then, oh. so, like, the main reason was vandalism. Yeah. Um, you know, like, people stuffed, like, uh, like towels into the hot tubs and broke the jets. Um, so bad. I was talking about this recently with somebody else that uh, has some, you know, other information about it that I trust. And they were saying the damages were, like, $100,000 for the hotel, which is crazy. Oh, my God. Um, but to someone like me or like 99% of the people there. Yeah. It was just a normal convention. It was like, you know, you hang out with friends in room parties, you go to like some panels or whatever. I didn't see fucking <laughs> diapers yeah. on cars. Yeah, that's the one thing I always remember yeah. is the diapers on cars. The diapers on, see, here's, here's a little uh, scoop about that one. A lot of people don't recognize that that tweet, mm. you go to the source of that, and a few other ones. They're all from the same account. And this person, they've deleted their Twitter account since. And I'm not going to say the name out loud, but if you do your, you know, if you look for it, you'll find it. This person's kind of a piece of shit. Mm. And they will do something like, oh, they'll buy diapers from Walmart. They'll put it on the car, take a picture. Who knows if they took it off after or left it there. Yeah. But literally, the one reporting on it is the person doing it. Mm. They went to like another convention completely other convention like months later yeah um got their friend to just like pose turning around essentially um to to make it look like they were peeing on the wall like you can't see a stream of piss you can't it's literally just someone's back is turned to the wall and they tweet out like oh my god someone's peeing in the uh, convention area of the it's like okay i understand twitter (laughs) which is a website that you know a lot of furries are on and Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the community is because it's you know mainly online People spread out over a huge area yeah. of land. Yeah. Um, being primarily on that website does have its downsides in the sense that yeah. algorithmically, the entire thing is just like an attention contest or a fucking virtue signaling contest or like, I'm moral, you're not, and I'm going to shame you and blah, 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 whatever anyone's version of morality happens to be. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was just brought out of the website existing. And rewarding that sort of sensationalist thing. And then somebody who I guess is a narcissist with no real morals just decided, oh, we're going to make the entire convention look bad. Which, by the way, as I already previously stated, 
There's reasons why it got banned. Yeah. I'm not trying to say there was no legitimate reasons <laughs> right. why it got banned, but I'm saying that a good chunk of the things that people associate it with didn't actually happen and were literally just like a couple people being bad actors that shouldn't have been at the convention. Yeah. Are furry conventions like just like a standard like Comic-Con? Do they have like businesses that are like set up on the main floor that yes. are trying to get yeah. some money? Yeah, it's, it's like... Comic-Con with a lot more queer people. Okay. And just like, I don't know. It's more of like a family. When I say family, I don't necessarily mean family friendly. But the furry community, you know, there's a lot of kinship found between yeah. furries. You know, like people is like, oh, finally, you know, like I'm a fucking weirdo. Somebody else feels the same way I do about this thing or this thing. Like somebody just gets it. And you don't have to like explain yourself to them. Yeah. Um, and so obviously, you know, like furries are so tight. Like I could go to any city, any major city, and probably just hit up the local furry community and be like, I need a place to crash. And that's the type of mm -hmm. community that the so furry cool. community is. Um, so in that sense, you know, there's conventions happening all over the world, a lot in the United States. I can go to a convention, not plan to go with anybody, not even know if any of my friends are going, show up there and then just run into people I know and just be like, oh, I'm going to hang out with you. Oh, I didn't know you're coming. And just you can always kind of like assume that that's cool. Somebody yeah. that you know is going to be there if you've if you've done the whole thing for long enough. It's yeah. I really like that. It kind of reminds me of like old school League of Legends conventions as well. Mm -hmm. You could like when they were small and not you know doing too well, you could just show up and there was someone there. Yeah, those conventions are like the best excuse to like, especially if you're a little bit more introverted and you don't. You know, you don't get out too much. Yeah. Such a great excuse to travel. Well, I think both me and you, we both come from Edmonton, which there's a very small box that I feel like you can fit in in Edmonton. Uh, yeah. And you I... can be a rig pig. You could be <laughs> you a can. snow bunny. That's true. You could well, be a... A puck bunny. A puck bunny. <laughs> no, snow bunny's different. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> uh... But there's, it's a small box, and there were a lot of things that I didn't even know... I could be or that were normal. I know exactly what you mean. So. Oh, you'd be a tub girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tub, tub girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. No, I, I. I have a different. I've worked thing. at. <laughs> I tub girl. When. Am I, I'm not sure if we're talking about the same thing. When we. We can look it up. Well. <laughs> did you ever go to Squires? I don't remember what that is. Squires is a bar in Edmonton, downtown Jasper. I worked there for a week, mm -hmm. okay? And they had like, you know the tubs that, that was filled with like alcohol that <laughs> okay. you like sold? Is it like a trough, like a pig trough kind of thing? Yeah, it was like a pig thing? trough full of ice with alcohol. Okay. I worked there for literally two weeks, two weekends. And they called us tub girls. And I said that to Ian and he was like, why are you saying And I thought, that? what you've done? I was like, no, you can't say that, babe. Why? Okay, well, that's how in the dark Edmonton is. Yeah, true. Because they were calling us tub girls. Mm -hmm. so. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt with that. You were saying that in Edmonton... I'm just saying there's, there's a very a... small box. So once you move out, you realize... Like, I went to my first uh, League of Legends convention, and even just meeting people that weren't that, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That weren't, like, sports, like, uh, let's talk about the Oilers or whatever. I never had found a community of people where, like, they were interested in things that I was interested in and they were what I felt was normal, mm -hmm. right? I thought yeah. I was weird and then I went elsewhere and I was like, oh, okay, no, I was just weird for there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can really fuck you up. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and especially, 
you know, the time that I was growing up in Edmonton yes. with, you know, the internet existing, but like no one knew what a furry was. And like no. the few people that were like in the community were all like kind of like stereotype, you know, like the unemployed computer programmer type. And it's yeah. like, okay, it really took a while for like the furry community to, to grow into like, oh, a bunch of people that seem like normal people or a bunch of people that would essentially just otherwise be cosplayers or like fucking yep. scene kids or like whatever. Like there's the furry community is not nearly as like rigid and stereotyped as it used to be. So when I was growing up there, uh, maybe I just like ran into the wrong people. But like, no, you didn't. A lot of solid. bad experiences yeah. with people in Edmonton. Well, like I so the high school we went to, um, there was a girl there, the mm -hmm. only girl who she wore a tail to school mm. and sometimes she would wear ears and she was bullied relentlessly, of course. like yep. spit on, like pushed it. She would hang out in the, there was like that one hallway that was just the, um, it was the automotive hallway and the art or yeah, the art hallway and stuff, mm. carpentry and stuff. And she would hide in there and people would go find her just to like fuck with her. So yeah. like, I remember, cause like I've always, and Ian kind of knows this, like, I used to, without knowing, I would draw furry art and shit when I was younger. And I was like always in, I thought it was very cool, mm -hmm. but people were so fucking weird about it that like, it was something that I was like, I can't even, like, I'm the weird one. So I don't know. It causes a lot of like heavy, especially when you see, like she was brave. She came every fucking day with that tail. She did not give a shit, mm -hmm. but I was not uh, that brave, unfortunately for me. Mm -hmm. but. Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton sucked, or at least when I was there. I hear the food's better now. I, I yeah, it's have a big heard. food place. It is, yeah, big food. We yeah. went to uh, uh, last time we were there. There's like a a restaurant where they use the whole animal. It's like a big butcher. Mm -hmm. We ate some bull testicles. Just a bunch of random meat. Mm. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So start drawing furry art, and then you're eating bull testicles. Nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah, I have a hard time <laughs> relating to the furry thing. Uh, of course. You don't get it. Well, I'm, I try to. Human yeah. <laughs> I try to, though. I feel like when you're describing, like, drawing some, like, you know, some anthropomorphic type things, maybe you really like a particular animal. Mm. I'm like, I go back and I remember printing out, like, some random, like, Dragon Ball Z pictures and putting them in my <laughs> binder and stuff. And I'm like, man, especially during that time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I actually um yeah. just pee real yeah. quick anyway yeah. since yeah, it's yeah. pre-recorded? Totally. Ugh, just choked on my water a bit. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. Wrong pipe. So you mentioned that you find it difficult to relate to the whole furry thing. Uh, um, yes. Something that I guess most people don't recognize is that furry is such an all-encompassing term that it really, it really can mean something to dif different to anyone, depending on who you ask, right? To try and put all furries over one blanket of being mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, some people, they're just really into cosplay. Mm -hmm. Some people are like literally the exact same type of people that you would find at Comic-Con. And they just happen to like prefer, you know, furry type characters or, you know, like Pokemon or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, to other people, it is very much like an identity thing. Um, I've thought for, you know, I've in the same way that I become obsessed over the details in like the Kimba Spiracy, um, and also brought up, brought out of the environment that I was in, in Edmonton and just, you know, feeling like so fucking out of place and like depressed and not having like 
proper support for like anything and mm -hmm. like you know family didn't even like that i was gay and so it was like yeah. a, that's already one step right um i spend a lot of time a lot of time being like really introspective and trying to like dig at and being like what's wrong with me like trying to figure out like what is why am i this way like what can i fix about it there were like years where i tried to like repress that part of myself i got addicted to drugs etc yeah. etc et like a whole ugh, so much to get into but um what i've essentially come to terms with and found out or at least you know my theory for uh how these things can work is i think that we're at an unprecedented point in history in terms of uh the media and stimulation that people are exposed to, especially when developing, right? Yeah. Um, the idea of raising your kids on television, even if you were an active parent and just like let them sit in front of it for however uh, many minutes of the day, this is all just experimental. We didn't have any like actual uh, trials or studies. We kind of just like let it happen. Mm -hmm. And we're now seeing <laughs> the results of that where we have, you know, in entertainment, we have, um, you know, kids that were really attached to certain characters or franchises or even like comic book movies or comic books characters um, that now it's like, okay, if you criticize that, it's like criticizing a part of their heart. It's like criticizing something real. And if you think about how we exist evolutionarily, when you're developing at a certain point, and we haven't exactly figured out exactly when, but as you're growing, there are things being imprinted on you in certain ways, right? Um, uh, you don't see a lot of other species in the wild having these weird fascinations or like identity uh, confusion, if we even want to call it that, or like um, we could even say fetishes. Like mm -hmm. we don't see a lot of that in like other species. It seems to be like a particularly human thing for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that just has to do with, you know, at some point when I was young, <laughs> perhaps there was a moment in my brain where if I was, you know, if, if let's say we went, went back X amount of years and we were like in a tribe, you know, just like living on the land or whatever scenario, my brain would have imprinted onto a human being being like, this is you, right? This is the, this is what you associate with. Evolutionarily, it makes sense. So you differentiate yourself from other species. It's things that you have to eventually figure out in your brain and it's subconscious <coughs> and the imprinting just stays there uh, in the same way that, you know, identity, sexuality, um, you know, fears, uh, a lot of things just are imprinted forever. And that kind of has to be the sense uh, case evolutionary wise. I was just watching the fucking Lion King when that happened. <laughs> so yeah. apparently, and I Robin Hood, right? The Fox Robin Hood for me. Yeah, that was I was like, mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like I can't I can't reverse time and pinpoint it back to a certain moment and like it's not a conscious thing yeah but at some point some point my brain my how two three year old however old i was five i don't know um at some point my brain uh being very attached to anthropomorphic animal characters that you know can talk can show facial expressions and emote conversation have drama real life experiences at least in fiction and when you're young enough to not even be able to differentiate fiction from reality, then there might be a case where, you know, you're imprinted on something and then it transcends into your adulthood and it's kind of stuck with you forever. Mm -hmm. um, now, I'm, you know, aware and conscious enough, you know, to, to still be able to distinguish um, reality from fiction. 
but those imprints are still there. And so now my identity, my sexuality, my interests, or you know, the, the things that I associate with on a fundamental imprinted level exist in fiction. Mm. And so I'm aware of that, but mm -hmm. at the same, I'm aware of its absurdities. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that it doesn't make sense. And I'm just like a, you know, I, I hated myself for so long because of it, because it's fucking weird. Um, but now I've kind of, you know, grown to accept that, you know, being weird is not a bad thing. I like weird people. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking, because you mentioned Robin Hood, you mentioned Lion King. Mm -hmm. um, so... There's pro I, I would imagine because I know like when I've listened to so, like some developmental psychologists speak, they do talk about like a certain like time period as a child being like very important yeah, like zero to, to your development. Yeah, like zero to five. I wonder if you would see generally a drop off in those sorts of interests mm. uh, or like, you know, it being like as important and as critical to someone's upbringing. Uh, if you, you know, kind of measure that from like five to eight to 10 to 12, like at what the, you know, the drop off is, because uh, it does feel like it's got to be like pretty young. Yeah. Uh, because we also like thrust kids into adulthood very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, right? So you're talking about for you, it's like sexually, that's part of who you are. Mm -hmm. For for me, it's emotional. Mm -hmm. It's very emotionally comforting. I only feel safe thinking of myself in that way. So when I was growing up, I would draw myself as like a little cat. I was like mm -hmm. an owl cat character. And like that was for me, the only time that I felt like, you know, safe emotionally. Yeah. So like, I feel safe around people who are who also get that. Mm -hmm. But I've I've never and you know like I've never explored like uh furrydom past kind of just like I like the art. Mm -hmm. I like talking to people who are interested in it. I would love to have a fursona, but I've always been like I th and I think a lot of it is growing up where we grew up and other things. It's just like I'm like I'm too old. I'm too old at that, this point. No, no, no. Here's the thing. It, it, like I was saying earlier with, you know, you can't just put a blanket over the entire community. Yeah. There's tons of asexual furries. Yeah. There's tons of furries that are just like, ew, no. Like, they complain about, like, the, mm. there even being the, uh, such a thing as furry porn that mm. exists online, right? Um, it means something different to everybody. Like, uh, there are people that exist in the community that you know, or the exact same way that you described. I'm not mm. saying, oh, you're a furry. Mm. Um, I'm saying anyone can call themselves a furry. Yeah. Um, it can literally just be like, oh, I like Zootopia, <laughs> right? It, like, you can you can have as much of an identity with it or as little mm -hmm. and still call yourself a furry. Some people are just like, yeah, why would I? There's, you know, you go in the subreddits and people will be like, ah do I come out to my parents as a furry? And like half the answers will be like, you know, like if it's safe or whatever, yeah, sure. Yeah. And half of the answers will also be, what, it's just a hobby. You don't come out to people as saying you're a Star Trek fan, right? <laughs> oh, so it's like, it really, like there's a right. huge spectrum of what it means to different people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a huge amount of uh, like autistic <laughs> people in the yeah. furry community. There's like some correlation, not necessarily causation with that, but. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Super interesting. I, I wonder if there's going to be a bunch of uh, 
furry uh, rabbit furries because of Zootopia, like in another yeah. few years. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like you can. What's we're going to see the waves like yeah. like ba popularity of baby names, and mm -hmm. you're going to measure that. You can trace things back in like not 100% accurate ways, but in terms of like trends. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people that are into so there's like. Fucking every week, there furries invent a new fetish, right? Or mm. like every there's a, there's there's certain things that are like not exclusive to the furry community, but like furries are, you know, you could call furries sex obsessed, or you could just call furries like not scared of sex, open about sex, sex positive, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't affect how I live my life. Yeah. Um, but you know, you go on the furry art websites and there's so many different tags and it's like, okay, that's disgusting. You <laughs> remove that one. Like, I don't want that to show up in my search results, but you wind up kind of being exposed to a lot of things that you're like not necessarily into. So if I'm searching something on one of these websites, I'm, I'm discovering all these other things. That I'm like, okay, not my thing. That's weird. But yeah. I have friends that are like, might be into that thing. Like mm -hmm. there's something called TF transformation. Right. Oh. Um, and so like to some people, whether, you know, some people, it's an entirely sexual fascination with that. Like, they yeah. just get off thinking about, like, oh, I want to transform into an animal or something, right? Uh, or seeing imagery of, like, the process in between, like, like a half-human, half-anthro animal. Like, oh, you can see bits of skin and bits of fur, like a werewolf transforming. Right. Right? right. But to other people who are into the same sort of thing, a lot of those, it isn't sexual. Mm. There's a lot of people that are into fetishes in a completely asexual way. Cool. If you look, if you ask asexuals, tons of asexuals are like kinksters, yeah. which almost seems like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But the more you <laughs> you yeah, yeah. meet people and you you're like, oh, okay, it's just kind of like a fascination or like a comfort mm -hmm. thing. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, it's I love really the interesting. animorphs things, like the animorphs yeah. books. I thought those were fucking awesome, and I st would stare at the covers of the books because I just thought it was so fucking cool. Photoshop was so funny on those covers. <laughs> They've been memed yeah. to shit. <laughs> They've been memed to shit. Those are so funny. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about like when I was younger and like why, like why your example of fucking the fox from Robin Hood. Hood. Mm -hmm. Like why that would maybe cast. spark something in me. Mm. And I'm like, I think it was just like a more interesting flavor. Because when you're used to watching like these TV shows and media of like little white kids, like Hey Arnold or something, mm. or it's just so it kind of rings as boring. They're also ugly. To me. Like they're ugly. Yeah, they, they, they are ugly. They are ugly. Here, Here's... Here's what I have to say about that mm -hmm. is the animators in these anthropomorphic animal uh, properties, especially with Disney, they might not have consciously been trying to, of course, who could have ever perceived? They weren't consciously trying to like get people to fantasize sexually about these characters. Mm -hmm. But if you think about how they're drawn in terms of like facial expression or like we take things that we've already understood to be like attractive features in someone mm -hmm. voice or like you know mm -hmm. like voice. eyebrow raise right. or like the way that their the, the way that their character moves or like their attitude right mm -hmm. these are all things that exist in non-furry properties and we've kind of already done this selection bias where most actors, famous people in movies, most people that ca get cast in movies are hot, right? Mm -hmm. Whether we want to say hot as like a completely sexual thing or just like, you know, attractive or like suave or like, um, you know, there are these types of things that are rooted in sexuality that 
the animators, in order to make these characters more human, put on those animal characters. And so if you're a child <laughs> or growing up, there might be, you know, some confusion going on in the brain where like, you know, if I was just looking at like at a regular lion, I don't <laughs> think if I was watching National Geographic, there yeah. would be no point in my brain, like mo the overwhelming majority of people, mm -hmm. no point in my brain that uh, would be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm into this in a fascinated way. This is my identity. This is my sexuality. But I think that because they were humanized in ways where it's like, oh, this is recognizable in the mm -hmm. same way that like, you know, you have instinct about like fears. There's there's like generational instinct, right? Yep. Like like what what a, sh a shark looks scary, like mm -hmm. all the teeth and like the evil eyes and shit like that. Right. We know that from instinct. And I think in that same way, there's a lot of um, this sort of like sponge imprinting happening in, in developing brains that is cluing us in or trying its hardest to find what's my species, what do I relate to, what am I attracted to, what's my identity, what's my comfort. And because through the medium of just human imagination, because we've we've intertwined things that are human with things that are not human and we've created this thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. That explains why, <laughs> yeah. Like, that why it would trick so many brains into an irreversible way, and you know we've we've opened Pandora's box. It, we I don't know if anybody, regardless of like political affiliation, is going to go as far as to say like we're banning Disney movies for children. Like maybe yeah. we'll hear someone say it at some point because like now there is a bit of furry hysteria. It's growing, but yeah. we'll see where that goes. I don't think anybody's willing to say that. So. Unless we're going to do that, I think we just kind of have to accept that furries exist and that there will probably be more over time. And this yeah. is just another version of humanity. We've all evolved over time socially and interest wise. And like, you know, if it's a harmless thing, then who cares? Yeah. I heard this um, psychologist, he was arguing that um, human brains, we evolved to be very flexible. Mm -hmm. Like that's our benefit. And that's flexible in all ways, including sexuality. Mm -hmm. So um, he was like arguing that your brain is so good at adapting that it just figures out what for you is best in the situation. And that's why we see so much variation in uh, what's going on is when you're very young, you're introduced to a lot of things. And depending on what your specific brain goes, this is best for me, your brain starts to develop around that, which mm -hmm. I thought was like an interesting, it's basically what you're saying, right? Like it's, you know, what you're seeing, what you're, and also on top of that, I think like if you have like an unsafe home environment mm -hmm. and the only escape that you have exactly. is like, it just is right. comforting. Yeah. So. Yeah. If, if, you know, you don't get along with your friends or family and mm -hmm. you're, you know, in a bad emotional state or situation with very little support options, then the escapism either in media or imagination or like, mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, if you're at a certain young enough age, you might be, you might have stuffed animals that you're like yeah. imagining or talking and that they're your friends yeah. at age like four or something. And if that's your comfort against the outside world and that's mm -hmm. like the, you know, protection you've put up, you know, a certain degree, a certain amount of the population, not everybody, but maybe more uh, common in uh, neurodivergent people, there's just going to be some sort of imprinting that happens. Yeah. It's like balloon guy. Yeah. Balloon guy who's sexually attracted to balloons because he was like, yeah, a balloon. See, here, here's the thing is I think that the way that I've kind of at least tried to figure it out. And again, this is all just 
purely hypothetical, but I think that it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that that also explains why the furry community is like huge. I don't think that there's a huge like just inanimate balloon community. No. I don't think I don't think yeah, there's yeah. a huge like car <laughs> community, and even within those communities. Um, that probably exist, like, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen a lot of fucking weird porn that exists. Most of them wind up being anthropomorphized anyway. Yeah, right? that's the true. The car has a face. Yep. Right? So it's all, it's all connected back to what are the easy, distinguishable features of human beings. And as we know, we're looking at our faces right now. We're, we're biologically, uh, instinctually trained to, like, recognize that as the person, mm -hmm. right? And so you put a human face on something else, we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, but here we are, and now there's a lot of weird people, and <laughs> I'm one of them. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I think the coolest people are furries, typically. Damn. It's cool. There's a lot of... I don't know. I like the the realness and the honesty because, you know, there are some people that don't really want to look past, you know, just the facade of, you know, oh, they like fucking... Uh, anthropomorphic animals like that's fucking that's weird i also think just a lot like of people that are lying. on its own i think they're just lying well yeah i mean and you can tell just based on what fucking porn people look yeah. up on oh, yeah. like yeah. that alone it's too popular to you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can look at the numbers like okay and what was so funny is like this entire you know my entire fucking first 20 30 years of my life just like absolutely hating myself for these things Eventually, I realized that I was kind of being, I don't know if I want to even use the word gaslit because that's been mm -hmm. misused so many times. But, you know, a lot of the a lot of the shit that people complain about with furries is just like regular human shit anyway. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, like people like porn. Yes. Who are not furries. Right. Yes. Like you go go on like fucking Pornhub. Right. Like which I don't do because I only look at furry porn. But, it, you know, eventually I'm like, oh, I'm just curious. Look at the categories. It's like top categories like jailbait incest yes. like all these things i'm like okay well maybe what i'm into is actually not that crazy yeah, yeah. and that's a, and that's a regular thing yeah, yeah. you don't have to go searching to find no. that it's literally there you'll see some yeah. scary shit like old man with like very young looking girl just thumbnail and you're like oh my god i need to get off yeah and i mean like <laughs> to to some degree you know like i think that there is I, I kind of enjoy that, you know, what I'm into is just purely fantasy because I, yeah. <laughs> you know, if some part of my brain is like, oh, it's never attainable, like what I'm really into doesn't exist. <laughs> but the other part of my brain is like, you know, that solves a lot of ethical issues, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, wow. The people that are, the, the, the non-people that are in the porn that I look, no one's being exploited. It's yes. somebody drew on a. Right. Yeah, or true. somebody animated something in Blender or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the most part, it's really right. uh, yeah. ethically different. In a way. Right, right. No, it's so, good, yeah. That's crazy. I agree. Um, all right, I want to play a game. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a fair game. <laughs> it's not going to be weird. Uh, everyone's going to play, though. Dane's going to play. Anissa's gonna Balto, play. Oh, I loved Balto. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I brought that up uh, when you were talking about. I love Balto. Movies that uh, may have awoken people. <gasps> Did it awaken you? Not me, but I can. But I'm saying I can imagine this one. Definitely. And Spirit. Spirit. Oh yeah, Spirit mm -hmm. is a great, uh, great movie. Where? Oh, I think Spirit. here, here it is. 
The yeah. voice, yeah. Yeah, we had a horse Matt thing. Damon. I know. Is Fuck. it Matt Damon? It's Matt, fucking yeah. Matt Damon. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, Matt Damon is the horse. The voice actress also for Aristocats, the white cat. Mm -hmm. That was unfair to put that voice with that cat. Mm. I don't recall. Oh, because it's a sexy voice? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Marilyn Monroe type voice. Right. Oh, is that like a small kitten? No, no it's okay. like a mom cat. I'm just trying to figure out why it's wrong. <laughs> well, cause it's, it passes the Harkness test. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> What's the Harkness test? You've never heard of the Harkness test? Okay, so people, now that we're in the age of... Like everybody's just attracted to weird shit that's like just all like fictional, like dragons, mm -hmm. right? Um, so now there's the debate over like, okay, is it ethical to like be attracted <laughs> to this thing? So like some random person, like I don't know if their name was Hark or something, mm -hmm. but furries and like a lot, most other online communities that like talk about fictional porn or whatever have generally accepted this where the Harkness test is like, okay, is this creature of adult age for that creature <laughs> in the fiction? <laughs> and are they able to communicate with you on a level mm -hmm. in that is, you know, like uh, equivalent to like English or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And like these different standards, it's like, right. this is okay, this is not okay. And it's generally accepted. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. Kind of funny. It's, it's okay. really funny. It passes the Harkness test. Yep. The white cat. The white cat from okay, Arista Cat. Cool. Both the cats. I wanted them to be my parents, though, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was going to say, we uh, we did up uh, just a bunch of Blu-rays as your decoration for today. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't um, sure if that was there. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly moved everything out, but I was like, is there fucking like a horse thing around the office somewhere? I, yeah, we. I can't believe we forgot we, got, we had the yeah. spirit. spirit. <laughs> uh, anybody confused about the lore, my fursona is a horse. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't mention that. Yeah. Oopsie. But we put the Bible uh, Blu-ray back there. True. That should help. Yeah. The Bible and the robe. Yeah. We don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The that came is. free with... Uh, with Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. Yeah, which was strange. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the game, audience can play along as well. The game is, uh, I'm going to mention a movie that Adam has rated on IMDb. Ooh. Oh, God. And y'all have to come up with a number, one through ten, of what it was rated. You included, because hopefully, I, I haven't grabbed anything that I think will stand out to you. Okay. So it I'll might be it difficult. Last, okay. Yeah. We'll see if I pull it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. I'm going to do so bad at this. Uh, the number that you had, the lowest number by the end of it wins. Okay. Like golf. Like golf. <clears throat> All right. First one, Mean Girls, the original. Oh, shit. Uh, and you can talk through your uh, your logic a little bit. I think that... He uh, will Adam not be insulted. Shades. <laughs> I think Adam would have liked the writing. I think the, like, maybe you're a Tina fan. Tina? Is that Tina fan? I have no writing? idea. Is that Tina? She's involved. Okay. Uh, and I think, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give it a seven. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it. Yeah. I would give it a nine, but. I'll say don't think too hard about it. Just go with what, just go with what you would, uh, what you would rate it. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's not how this game is working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to speed up the process. If you can't think how Adam thinks, I think you should just... I was going to say 7 out of 10 as well, but I'm just going to go 6 out of 10. All right. Let's play it safe. 
Oh, so you know the answer. I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not playing. Okay, okay. I'm the judge. I was wondering if I had to like go through my own. <laughs> um, I think. Well, it's definitely a six or a seven. Um, it's. Uh, I th- fuck. Did I give it a six or a seven? It's one of the two. I'm gonna go seven. All right. I guess just so that it's uh, a little fun along the way, yeah. I will give the answer. Directly sure. after. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the correct answer is five. Five? Wow. Five out of ten. Well. <laughs> five. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's not too I bad. I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is, uh, this is an odd one. Anissa and I watch this in theaters. Uh, really? Tenet. Oh, my God. I can't. This is like the that film where they're doing everything in reverse. Yeah. And they got to go into a different dimension that's all in reverse. The best line of that whole movie. Is, oh, my God, dude. It's when he walks into the back of the kitchen and he says, I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. <laughs> that yeah, that, that stood out to me so much. I was like, why the fuck isn't anyone laughing at this line in the theater? And why isn't anyone walking out? This shit sucks. This, I didn't like the sound design. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say two. Yeah. I think I gave it a five. Really? <laughs> well, it's stu- stupid, but, you know, there's some cool... No, that's fair. Uh, practical visual effects and stuff. Like, right. It, it probably deserves lower on a rewatch, but I only watched it once. I think I was being generous. I gave it a generous five. Mm. You no. say five? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to get all these wrong. You nailed it. It's five. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Same as Mean Girls. Yeah. yeah. I have to put into consideration visual. I always... Forget yeah, yeah. That. that is a component. Yeah. Yeah. It's my bad. Uh, all right. Next up is this one's a show. Mm. It's uh, The Boys on Netflix. Oh. Oh, man. We like The Boys. Yeah. I mean, me less than you because I hate gore with every fiber of my being. But, um, fuck. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like how much you. He's a boy. That's true. <laughs> he likes boys. That's true. I mean, men. <laughs> boys uh, uh, of men. What is that movie called? <laughs> of, boys of boys and men. And men. Uh, of, yeah. Um, it's of mice and men, right? <laughs> no, that's a book, I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, seven. I'm going to go six. Seven and six. I think it's sitting at an eight if I didn't change it because I think I rated it after watching season one and then I think mm. season two dipped a little and then mm. I think I liked season three more. I can't remember if I changed it to a seven or kept it an eight. I'm just going to think that I ch- kept it an eight. I'm going to, that's my assumption. You kept it at an eight. Okay, all right. Season three is my favorite season. Except for when he went into that guy's ass and blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. It was super That was so memorable. Me. Yeah, it's true. It was very memorable. I feel like shows like that try a little too hard sometimes to be, like, edgy. Yeah. Like, they had, like, a character with, like, a big massive cock. Did they have a character? Yeah, that was, like, his mutation or whatever. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they didn't really show it. It was kind of implied a lot of the time, I think. Um... That element of the show is the hurdle I struggle to get over with the boys. I can't. I don't think I got past, like, the first couple episodes. Mm. 
felt like it was just like, this isn't your dad's Marvel. <laughs> well, well, was it? <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, 1996 Hamlet. Oh, that's a good one. I love that. <laughs> she remarked on it the other day. I when fucking love she, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was it? One of my English. Oh, I had this one course in university. It was supposed to be classic writing. And then the guy was like, all we're learning about is Hamlet and how everything copies Hamlet. And then I had to watch Lion King in the lens of Hamlet and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are undead and all that shit. Um, I love that movie. I'm personally giving it a nine and I'm going to force that nine on you. I believe Adam gave it a nine. Nice. Dane? Seven. Seven. I think I gave it a seven. Seven. You gave it a seven. I give it a nine. (laughs) I like the creepy dead dad with the really blue eyes. Yeah. Remember. (laughs) Remember me. Simba. Uh, <laughs> Simba. Oh, do you do you use that in? Um, right, that's yeah. yeah that's okay. The, the reason Maybe I that's watched why I that, thought that is because I heard online that that was like the most accurate to the original source material. Oh. I was watching it to try and do research for the Kimba thing about the. Uh, mm-hmm. We all interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, the 2016 Jungle Book. Oh, that's so good. And I should. I will say. That film was fantastic. <laughs> John Favreau. Oh, Defoe. The King. John Fav Meow. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, um, Creator of the Chef. Not the Chef. Creator of Nine. Nine. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Because even I liked that movie, yeah. and I usually hate Disney remakes. Totally. So. Totally. I'm gonna say five. Five. Dane says Wait. five. Well, I'm just I'm I'm trying to be different. Okay, be different. <laughs> that's fine. Be different. Be smart. I'm gonna say four. Fuck. Guess <laughs> wrong. The I correct just... answer is four. Yeah. Not a fan of John Favreau. That's but been on record. Numbers. William Defoe. He... No, I think he he rated Chef uh, like a six or seven, so that's pretty Chef good. Said, yeah. yeah, well, I think it's his best movie, probably. <laughs> wait, wait, it was Willem Dafoe did play the orangutan. Not Willem. No, Dafoe. that was um, fucking. Uh, Mo Cowbell. Yeah. Oh, Christopher Walken. Thank you, Christopher Walken. Thank yeah, Willem Dafoe the was the fish, the scarfish. Yeah, from oh. from Finding Nemo. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah. that's it. The sexy right. fish. Yeah, yeah. Sexy fish. <laughs> you're like it was something. It was something. It was something sexy. Something sexy. <laughs> okay. Um, up next is the 2019 Joker. Man, it's so hard for me not to be biased. The 2019 Joker featured Joaquin Phoenix dancing okay. down a set of stairs. I'm not going to be biased, and I'm going to say that you gave it a seven. I'm I'm gonna say seven as well because I'm almost sure it is a seven actually. <laughs> I would I, I, based on like your own knowledge. Yeah, okay. because that's relatively recent, mm-hmm. and I feel like I remember it being that. I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. On my first watch, which was my only watch, but uh, I gave it a seven, and then had an extensive conversation about it on my podcast, and then dropped it to a six. Because I was talking about it so much, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." It is like if it's it's a crazy, 
If you've seen uh, Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's literally just both of those movies. And then I also just like I'm not a huge fan of the whole like the spoiler alert uh, when they reveal that she wasn't real. And it was just like <laughs> through the information that we're giving you already, it was just so clear like, oh, yeah, OK, she's not real. But then they did the flashback. I'm like, OK, yeah. this is a rated R film. Mm. Yeah. So which children in the audience was that flashback for? You already explained it. You don't need to do the dumbed down thing anyway. Yeah. Otherwise, good movie. Let's see what the sequel's like. I just it's it's a weird one. Uh, nice. Six out of ten. I, li I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yes, it was of course. I don't need to. Six. I don't need to confirm this one. Yeah, it was six out of ten. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Um, uh, where are we? Oh, um, Hobbit. Unexpected Journey. Man, I love that movie, but I know Hobbit. that I only love it because I love Smaug. <laughs> Smaug. Smaug. Smaug gives it a, it makes it a 10 out of 10 for me. I'll but give you I a think hint. it was a five. Okay, you're saying five? I mean, if you're going to say your own review, I'm going to say, yeah, it has two good scenes. Yeah. And that's Smaug. the dwarves in the beginning and Smaug. Yeah. Also, the design of the dwarves is very cool. Like, the yeah. character... Too bad none of them say anything ever. <laughs> Smaug is, like, barely teased at the end of that movie, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. He's like kind of at the end. He's, he has his gold pa yeah, pile or something. He's on the gold pile. Uh, right. A little remember, there was... Because uh, I don't know if you remember, there were multiple Hobbit Oh, no, trust video me. Yeah, yeah. I remember, because at okay. the time, I was dating a, a Lord of the Rings freak and we went and saw the like opening <laughs> night and there was a guy who was cosplaying as Frodo Beggins he was running down the aisles oh and uh. I remember it's <laughs> a very vivid memory. okay okay you know five I, I think I gave it a five uh oh wait what did you say Dane Oh, I would have said five. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you said well, AJ, I wanted to say real quick, AJ, did you see the 48 frames per second version in theaters? Oh, <laughs> when that was... Wait. Oh, I shit. I did. What the high frame yeah, rate? Yeah, I saw that, and I instantly regretted it when I... <laughs> well, it was one of those things where it's like, nobody else is doing it. This is the only thing you could... Have, I think it was the first yeah. like, to be presented in that way in, mm -hmm. in theaters. And so throughout that trilogy, like there were a lot of... Uh, you know, I was, I was kind of giving it a bit too much credit because there were some effects that look really weird and video gaming. I was like, okay, maybe it's probably just the high frame rate. I watched the extended version at home years later. And I'm like, wow, those, are, those still look really bad. And I'm not watching the high frame rate version. So then I like <laughs> retrospectively <laughs> bumped some of them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I settled on a five. I don't think I gave it a six. It might be a six, but I'm just going to say five. It was a five. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yes. Yeah. So y'all took that category. Nailed That's it. That's great. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, okay. The most recent uh, Puss in Boots movie. Oh, my God. A 10. That has to be a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 10s are not given out willy-nilly. Uh, I, really I will say, I fucking avoided all the 10s in the in his list nine because i'm like he'll remember what he gave a 10 no, that's true nine i think it's an eight. <gasps> nine and eight when he has a panic attack i literally cried <laughs> what the cat yeah. the cat has a panic yeah. attack i don't remember that and pe the pero touches his belly and oh right okay mm. yeah and then people <laughs> <laughs> took the gif out of context and some people got really mad <laughs> that was fun that was a good day on twitter there are very few of those. Uh, 
I think it's sitting at an eight right now that could change on my second watch. Yes. I think I gave it an eight. Up or yeah. down on your second watch? It probably, it's probably no lower than an eight on a second watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an eight. Nice. Damn. It's a ten to me. All yeah. Right. And uh, oh, this one, Dune Part One. Oh, that's a one to me. <laughs> It's a sound design, and it's, I get it. I listen to Arabic music my whole life, so, I, I mean, maybe I'm just over it, but it was loud as fuck, and I didn't like that. Well, theaters are loud now. I don't know why. Yeah, what's with that? I don't know. Okay, well, you're going to say one, then? No, I'm not going to say one. Six. Five, seven. Um, I'll go six. I'm going six. Six. I'm sorry that you have to guess first. I know. Well, I'm doing it to myself. It was set up. a six. I would have said six anyway because I'm pretty sure I remember it being a six. Yeah. That one's also relatively I recent. I wanted Zendaya to do more. <laughs> well, that's what part two's for. It's all <laughs> Zendaya all the time. Hey, hot take maybe, but I don't really like her in that role at all. Uh, I think that it's kind of weirdly miscast. Has the well, I kind of agree with you, but also yeah. um, has the one with her kissing the tennis boys come out yet? <laughs> no, that was delayed. That should be coming out this year. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. I like uh, the director. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the last one on the list is the 2019 Pinocchio movie. What? The Disney one. I know exactly what you're talking about. Should I say what the movie was to help? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Directed by uh, Matteo Garone. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. He's Italian. Um, it was nominated for uh, Best Makeup and Visual Effects at the Oscars that year. Wow. Um, and I guess I, yeah, I, I don't know what else I could say about it more without yeah. kind of revealing how I feel about it. Hmm. Two. I didn't even hear. Wait, so th- this is the. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. Yeah, this is the Pinocchio movie with the really old guy playing Pinocchio, right? Huh? No, no. Although Roberto Benigni is in the film, he's playing Geppetto. Oh. It is not the Roberto Benigni Pinocchio film from the nineties. This is twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh well, I'm completely unaware that. of this. Oh. Yeah. Look up a. Tr- can we look, can we watch a trailer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I just want to see what it looks like. Pin. How do you spell Pinocchio? Yeah. Good luck. I think it's one N and two C's. Yeah, I think you're correct. I just typed in nineteen Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo <laughs> showing that green guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The what the hell? I've never seen this before in my damn life. Yeah. What? That is so scary looking. Wow. That's crazy. Wait. That looks like a Polar Express type thing. Well, you said uh, they- Oh, yeah. There he is. There's the old Pinocchio. What? Roberto Benigni. It was nominated for visual effects, I believe, and also makeup. He looks like one of my old Arab uncles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I have no idea what you thought about <laughs> I this movie. Can't, I can't even begin. I'm learning today that I have a pretty good poker face. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I've been Don't trying to... I can't get anything out of you. It sucks. Uh, I'm going to say, no, I think he thought it was a hidden gem. <laughs> I'm going to go the opposite direction and say three. This okay. is what we have Dane to do. Dane says three, Anissa says eight. Yeah. All right. I think I gave it an eight. Oh! <gasps> 
think I gave it an eight. Whoa. You, you gave it. it a seven. Yeah. But I'm so close. <laughs> That's eight, pretty I'm good, though. I'm thinking eight on a rewatch is why I said that. Oh. I like the director a lot, and it's like, what's weird about this movie, there's so many fucking Pinocchio movies because it's public domain. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. But what people don't realize like is, like, the, the original is a co- collection of, like, short stories. Oh. Um, and it's not really, like, all that well-suited for, like, to be a full narrative film. Yeah. Uh, this is, from my understanding, the most accurate Pinocchio movie to the original source material. And I kind of love it because it leans into how fucked up the original source material is. Yeah. Because, like, there, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's, like, really dark, morbid stuff that happens huh. in the film that in, you know, Disney versions you would never see. But yeah. the source material, material has that. And I love that this actually, like, leaned into yeah. what that is. Well, there was that one scene from the Disney Pinocchio of the children turning into donkeys. Yeah, I was going to say earlier, like in terms of tracing back yeah, yeah. like different <laughs> furry uh, fascinations or fetishes or whatever. <laughs> I, from my anecdotal experience, mm-hmm. a lot of people into TF are donkeys. And I feel oh. like you could, I could, you feel like you could trace that back for a lot of people. Yeah, that because there was a lot of emotion yeah. going it's on. It's terrifying. Yeah, like what? Of course, that's going to imprint on someone in some way. Yeah, even if it's just like a, a new fear. Unlocked. Scared the shit out <laughs> right? of me. Yeah. Does it have? Does it, does this have donkey children? This. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. We have yes. to watch this. Even. It's good. I got. I got we'll the Blu-ray. It. I got the Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm now interested. Yeah. Yeah, I would we'll recommend. It. Okay, sick. All right, well, I wasn't, I, I'm having such a hard time doing the math right now. Um, I appreciate you guys talking through that while I can yeah. do the math. Uh, <laughs> I am not eligible for this. I, it was it didn't happen. <laughs> I didn't get through the math. Uh, but I can tell that Adam won. No, nah, we can't get it. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I missed one. Right. Um, no, wait, two. And no. Dane came in second, Anissa third. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Last place. Yes. Third is a larger number. Yeah. True. Um, <laughs> but uh, I got the most points. True, true, if that meant yeah. anything. It's like the opposite of golf. Uh, and congratulations to the random viewer who beat everyone. Good job. Because they had been looking it up. Tell us in the comments section. I got all of them right. <laughs> oh, um, I was curious. Have you seen the movie Clifford? Ooh, that like, the newer version of it? Uh, like the Big Red Dog movie? No. Or what are you talking about? A child about? named Clifford. I have no. no idea what that is. Okay. It's fucking weird. It's scary. Um, <laughs> It's really weird. It's a adult man who's you know like that. Who's that uh, actor? Let me find his name. There's like that Mad TV. This skin. guy. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> oh, no, Martin no, Short. No, that's no, Martin Short. Oh, okay. So Clifford movie with Martin Short. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he's the he's right there. Okay. Yeah. This dude, I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know how it holds up, but. I fucking, I find this shit to be so weirdly funny. It's a full-grown man acting as a child. And he's, like, trying, he's, like, fucking being creepy. There's that Wayans film where one of them's playing as a baby. You told me to look that up. Yeah, little man. Yeah. It's, like, a better version of that, in my opinion. I mean, the bar is very low. (laughs) (laughs) Little man's unwatchable yeah um i couldn't believe that was a commercial on tv yeah uh they're talking about this like man pretending to be a baby's dick 
size on TV on a commercial. Uh-huh. Sorry. That's what they were doing. <laughs> what? The bi- the, What's the context? So in what are the they trailer, what are they selling? This commercial? Well, yeah, because like in the trailer. Oh yeah, you're like, saying the trailer. You're not movie. saying it was like the a, movie. I think you're telling it's like selling a product. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, for the trailer for the movie, there's this scene where they're changing this full-grown man who's pretending to be a baby's diaper, and they're talking oh. about his dick size. And I was like, how is this on TV? Like, yeah. It was so disturbing to me. I never got over that. That was transformative for a lot of. Young people. Also wanted to suck on the tits of a random woman for milk in the commercial. <laughs> Just like a bunch of. There's a lot of that yeah. vibe in you Clifford know, as well. Out of out of, I often think, as I've grown, as I've accepted myself, there's a lot worse awakenings I could have had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh you know, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot. I, got, I had some fucking awakening from this horrific film. More embarrassing film. things <laughs> than just being a furry that exists yeah. out there. I feel like a you know lucky, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Wait, what awakening? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, I'm just awakening. saying, like it it could be worse. You could have watched a film like this. Have you ever had an awakening via a film or media or? No, I think I've talked about this before where it's like I was fucking watching like a lot of animes and I just thought the fucking anime titties were hot. Yeah, he's the most <laughs> vanilla. You yeah. really are like you just love. Yeah, I mean. Breasts. It's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> no awakening, just anime Same. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Turning the tables. Yeah. Um, oh, they have a second one? This is Clifford 2 right there. Is that legit? Yeah. No, that's the... fake. Okay. Hyper Clifford. Oh. Damn. (laughs) Hyper (laughs) Clifford. A fan-made film. Fuck that. that. That's fun. So this is like the male version of um, that uh, new movie that came out with Emma Stone. Oh, Oh. poor things. Yeah, they put a brain of a little boy into this man. Is that the concept? (laughs) No, no. The concept (laughs) is that you're not supposed to interpret this guy as a full-grown adult the whole movie. Oh. Uh Okay. That he's just playing a child, oh. a grown man playing a child. Really? Yeah. I thought he was like, kind of like an orphan thing where he's pretending orphan to be thing. a child. I mean, you can interpret it that way, but it's never said. It's never said. Okay. It like, basically starts as like his dad or his parents fucking can't stand his ass, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, we're gonna send him to uh, our like his aunt and uncle or whatever, or some like removed family." Okay. So they send him for like the weekend or whatever to this removed family and i think at that point they just fucking leave they just dip out they basically abandon their kid with these two okay so i thought it was like the movie orphan where it's a a full-grown adult who looks like a child who's trying to murder the family. No. It's not that. It's no. not a scary movie. But you, it's one of those things scary. where the whole time you're thinking that. You're like, what the fuck? Like, we know your secret, bitch. You're an adult. We know your secret. <laughs> Let me know the IMDb user rating is what oh. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Fourth link right there. Oh, wait, the second one is the IMDb. Oh, oh. oh whatever. Oh. Oh. 5.4 out of 10. Yeah. 8.4 thousand ratings. Okay. Wow. Seems good. Yeah. <laughs> like look at this shit look at it look at this no I have heard of this because I dated a girl who loved this movie and what? I never watched really? it really yeah but she would always talk about this movie Check and I think it was like Lion a Lion King yeah that's her Lion King <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I think it was just probably a nostalgic movie for people and it seems like you're one of those people Ian yeah it's fucked up it's creepy I, I'm nostalgic in the same way I'm nostalgic for like um 
any of those scary movies like Wizard of Oz. What? Um, I love Wizard of Oz. And yeah, anything that's a little bit uncanny like that. <laughs> anything strange or mysterious. See, <sighs> I liked the lion from the original Wizard of Oz. I thought he was nice. Fuck that. Everything about that movie is scary. Martin Martin is short. Short is funny, isn't he? <laughs> I like that. Review. What is he? random review? Yeah, I always go to the uh, user reviews on IMDb. I yeah. still think they're so funny. You can sort by like uh, rating, so you can see everybody that thought it was a ten or a one. <laughs> oh, right? worst yeah. thing ever. So like, I, I I have fun if there's a awful awful movie mm. that I just like I can't even relate to anybody that would love it. I just sort by tens, and I either learn something. Oh, yeah. Or I learn something. <laughs> right. In a little bit of a different That's way. I'm like, oh, everybody that likes this movie doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I never I, thought about that. Not you know, not saying correlation is causation. I'm just you know, there's some things that. Uh, <laughs> right. Connecting the dots. Yeah. I, yeah. I sorted uh, by ten on the FNAF movie. A lot of them were just literally people saying that they were 13, like, unpromptedly. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm 13, and I love that. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. fun. Right. That's cool. I'm 13. Sometimes I, I think I've only ever thought of doing that with, um, like, reviews for products on Amazon mm. <laughs> and, like, other websites. Food reviews. Uh, only if yeah. it's, like, this may have been dangerous that I ingested. Right. Do I give a food? But, yeah, that that is a... I don't know. That's an interesting strategy. Do you ever go to the one star for any reason? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun for, you know, movies that I love too. Right. Movies that I think are like incredible. Mm. Just seeing how it didn't connect with somebody is mm. sometimes either eye opening or funny, depending on the right. movie. Like, it, you know, I, I, certain things are not for certain people, and everyone's uh, experience with art is legitimate, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is it, it can be funny too. Have you ever given a movie a ten? I've given a bunch of movies a ten. Really? Yeah. I think I've given at least what is logged. Um, somebody brought this up. Like I just happened to know this because somebody checked on my stream a while ago. I think it's like officially like 120 or 130. Mm. But I know that like probably a chunk of those are like meme ten, like a Neil Breen ten yeah. or like a Cool Cat ten. So I would say probably about a hundred uh, that I've logged. Uh, Nanoland was a 10. Is, do you think that that's Nanoland, a fair rating? Nanoland remains a 10. Okay. Yeah, Nanoland was oddly comforting for me as a kid. Like, I actually loved Nanoland. I like the dog. Mm -hmm. The dog made me Rusher. happy. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> Richard. Yeah. You freaks. Hey. Canadian freaks. Well, <laughs> we had weird-ass TV. Yeah, yeah, we also had um, Angela Anaconda. That sucked. Yeah, but I mean, it was weird. <laughs> and for I thought it was only in Canada, but for some reason... We had like, that. Yeah, you, you must have had that. Yeah. Because the first 10 minutes of the Digimon movie oh. are Angela Anaconda oh. for no reason. Like, they were doing a cross-promotion. Huh. Like, if you, if you play the Digimon movie yeah. from minute one... It's Angela Anaconda. <laughs> for the first, and and it's so annoying as fuck. That's, That's crazy. There's also, um, I think, Sticking Around. Hell yeah. That was Canadian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one else would. I've, I've wanted to like reference that, but I mm -hmm. figured no one would get it. Him. I'll be like, real mature Bradley. Real and mature he's like, Bradley. He has no clue what <laughs> yeah. the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, you what's will this? sometimes say that. Yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, the um, that show specifically, when I would wake up sick, mm-hmm. it would be on, and the art made me sicker, and so I would puke. <laughs> what? From, so I have this association <laughs> with like it making me puke. That's fun. Yeah, sticking around. Wow. Yeah. The vomit. Oh, there was that was the one. funky smell. Yeah, that's okay. what that's what it was. There was another one too. Uh, being Ian. No, no, yeah, being Ian. Which is that a show? Yeah, yeah. It. No, uh, I don't remember. He had glasses and he was a film guy, and it was kind of funny because it used to look like Ian. Um, but there was another one of like a kid who he went under his bed and he was the ruler uh, underneath his bed, and there was like a barbed wire evil guy that would say "frick" a lot. Mm, um, I have no idea. Man, somebody in the comments will probably know. <laughs> but it was a fucking awesome yeah. show. Uh, you remember Dudley the Dragon? Yes! Hell yeah. What? I love... Epic theme song. Yes! Yeah. Dudley, Dudley the Dragon. <laughs> that doesn't sound epic. What? Dudley awesome. the Dragon. Yeah. No. Dudley. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're That's, incorrect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dudley was fucking sick. I didn't even know that was Canadian. Yeah, it's one of those things where we have this this disadvantage as Canadians because we are in this weird sheltered bubble when it comes to media because of uh, a weird law (laughs) where 30% of what appears on television and radio has to be Canadian Canadian content. And the way that they define it is like, okay, a certain amount of people that worked on the production and a certain amount of the actors, like it has to fit a very rigid standard for what is Canadian content. Mm -hmm. So growing up, you just hear like Nickelback, Justin Bieber, like all this bullshit. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great Canadian bands that, uh, existed that uh, you know just didn't escape the border, but mm-hmm. I'm glad we're pushed in that way. But you know, I brought my brother to uh, a convention in Atlanta, and uh, one of the room parties we did uh, karaoke, and he was singing some of the songs. He's like, nobody's singing along, and I had to tell him like, Evan, that was CanCon. That that's the lot. Like you don't know that mm. this isn't a song that everybody knows. Yes. Right. Yeah, you don't know that it's only Canadians that know this song. I didn't know that Tragically Hip was like yeah. just a Canadian thing. There's a band called Prozac. Oh my God! Wait. Did I blow your mind? It's not a real British accent. It's a guy from Ontario pretending to be British. Shut I'm up! I'm not kidding. Shut yeah. up! Prozac is Canadian. It's CanCon. <sighs> that freaks me out I because prozac. i man i love prozac i've showed you prozac yeah, yeah. The, like but little why do their youtube videos have less than a hundred thousand views like okay because it was only Cana- only canadian certain wow uh, I, I, th- those are some bops though everybody yes. that i've introduced to prozac is like so good yeah. i love prozac yeah, we, we listened to what was it it was like a TikTok or something that was describing <clears throat> like a list of really popular um Canadian songs mm-hmm. that oh maybe no, no. it was it was songs it broke the billboard that are American uh-huh. that were popular elsewhere, elsewhere but, but not didn't, in America yeah, in America and there were a lot of songs on there that it was like holy shit what the yeah hell? I'm trying to think of some of these obscure ones I can't remember there was the one that you were like oh yeah I remember that yeah I, if we played and it, I was like no but, never not my life but yeah there was also um Robert Munch. Trying to remember. Very po- He's a book. Uh, he made books. The like- name sounds so familiar, but I just don't know what it is. Paper Bag Princess. Yes, I definitely, definitely had that. That's Canadian. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, I no didn't idea. know that. So, hmm. it's cool. So, does it it uh, that law that you're describing? Mm-hmm. 
That's does, why Nickelback is so popular. They would have to be Canadian residents, right? No, I don't think so. Like a well, Jim Carrey playing the Grinch or something like that? No, but it's 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 so, especially in film production, like, uh-huh. sure, there's Canadian actors that are in American right. movies, but to make a Canadian movie, it has to be, like, That'd be a shot lot. in Canada mm-hmm. with, like, every fucking stagehand. Right. <laughs> every every gaffer and, you know, Gosh. best boy grip being Canadian it's like the the rules are just like it's very strict yeah it's very restrictive on art which is you know you'd think yeah. that that would be the opposite of what their intention is but it's really just to like it's because our culture is so similar to America yeah that you know a lot of you see it all the time <laughs> like a lot of Canadians just wind up kind of thinking they're Americans like uh, you know there's a certain percentage of people where it's like all of the media or like even some of the politics seeps over yeah um that I understand, I get it, why you would want, like, oh, you want to be able to bring up more Canadian artists and have their do their th- them do their thing. I just think that the biggest problem preventing that is the infrastructure. I agree. I also think the Canadian artists that will break out will, f- like, uh, Arcade Fire, you know, they mm. were going to be big no matter what, mm. I think. July Talk is another one, Edmonton Band. What do you mean um, the infrastructure? The entire population of Canada... Mm. is less than that of California. Yeah. So when you have a population spread out over that much land, it makes it a bit more difficult to find entertainment and artistic hubs Mm -hmm. where there's enough people that are A, talented, B, dedicated, and like C, you know, like everybody, we we don't have the same pool of talent Mm -hmm. concentrated into specific areas that you see in the States. Mm -hmm. Sure, you could say that like Montreal might be like a bit of an exception just because Quebec is kind of like its own culture. But like, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, there aren't a lot of great Canadian movies. There, you know, a lot of film productions from the States happen in Canada because of like tax subsidies. Mm -hmm. But we just don't have the same opportunities and the same like just being able to find a good group of people and, and, have like a great idea and yeah. you know that that's why the most talented canadians always go to the states yeah. to get their things done yeah um i also think like it probably depends on what art we're talking about like film is obviously like mm-hmm. that's there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. are involved in film whereas like music or like painting or any of this other stuff it's like it's a lot more solo and i think it's a lot I don't know. I could see it benefiting like singers mm-hmm. and and things like that, but specifically film and shows, it's hard. To yeah, it takes a lot. By that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Blackberry was really good though. Blackberry. Matt Johnson, Canadian film. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's great. To... What's it about? Right. It's about the company Blackberry. It's kind of like oh. an origin uh, story. It, it's really comedic and interesting and they released a um they took the full feature and they also made like an extended uh like three episode miniseries version on stars or something i don't remember but um yeah blackberry really good movie cool that's cool i will say i think this is a working theory i actually think canadians have a bit of a buff when it comes to like uh, making content for uh, Americans, I feel like a lot of Canadian streamers, YouTubers, mm-hmm. actors, I feel like there's like, it's like plus 10% charisma, mm. especially for an American audience. Because I think 
I don't know, my experience in Canada, it just feels like, I don't know, people are a little bit more, it feels like a safer home potentially. And then people in America don't have like the same level of like comfort and safety mm. to like uh, develop in the same way that Canadians have. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a difference like culturally and our education system is a bit different. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where have you been in Canada? Total. Edmonton. Vancouver. Uh, yeah. Um, been to Montreal once. Mm -hmm. All very different vibes. Yeah. 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 When, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things where I've told Anissa this. I was like, we went to Canada Day in Edmonton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just seeing like the, we were just like at some whatever park Mm -hmm. And we're at the legislative building, I think. In, or no, just uh, that random area. Yeah, downtown. Near, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I know. Um, but there's just like such like like uh, multiculturalism and like very clean, and people are acting like like stock footage of America, mm -hmm. but not. You know, and I feel like a lot of Americans would look at that and be like, oh, yeah, that's America, baby. But yeah. it's really not. It's quite a bit different. What, yeah. we, what we lack in artistic infrastructure, we make up for in <laughs> like municipal infrastructure. Right. Like <laughs> roads. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, uh -huh. As soon as I cross the border driving, I'm like, is there something wrong with my car? No, it's always just, oh, the roads are shit all the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I... To be honest, it's interesting. You you want to come to America. I'm trying to convince him to move to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. people are jumping ship, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of never, t candidly, never wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. But he was very, like, I want to be here. So. I got my roots here. So, And yeah. I mean, he, his career was the one that needed to, you know, come first. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, I saw the benefits of it. But... I, I don't know. I think I've been here for so long that I the cultural differences between Canada and the U.S. become louder mm -hmm. over time. And I kind of just miss everybody's so unserious in Canada. Like everybody's just kind of a little goofy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like even when they're doing a hate crime, it's a little goofy. <laughs> so, it's a little goofy hate crime. Like at least no one has a Warsh. gun, you know? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. That's what it, people are just it, it feels like, I don't know. Somebody's not trying to punch you in the head, in the back of the head. Yeah, at all times. There is, yeah. There's different levels of like paranoia. Yeah, like I <laughs> depending feel... on like where you are and like okay, exits in this building. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's like the and maybe it's me. Like maybe I truly am just paranoid being here or like yeah it's mm -hmm. like there's a little bit more like a different vibe and i'm breathing it as hostility but it mm. i cannot get fully comfortable mm. uh, here i've gotten better i think seattle is in my opinion the most comfortable i've been um out of everywhere that we've been but i don't know yeah it just gets so different like i'm sure well how do you like seattle like, how is it compared to maybe, because you've been to Georgia a lot, I guess, at yeah, this point, right? Yeah, I mean, those are very different vibes. Yeah. Um, I like Atlanta. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Seattle, I definitely prefer Vancouver to Seattle, and they're just kind of way too similar for me to, you know, it's yeah. like an easy answer for me. Yeah. But between, like, you know, different places in Canada versus Atlanta, they're ju just the experience is just so different that it's yeah. like, okay, 
I love some things about this. I love some things about this. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to call one like a permanent home, like mm -hmm. a kind of, you know, as, as stressful and time consuming and expensive as it is to be just constantly traveling between places. I do like being able to just like have my roots in a couple different places yeah. as well, at least for the time being. And we'll see how things go as yeah. time progresses. But yeah, step one is just trying to let the government know <laughs> that they shouldn't be tracking how many days I'm there and I, then I can <laughs> I, then I can figure out the rest after that point yeah, yeah well I mean I have some bad news for you they'll still track yeah I know but if I have are. like a visa or whatever then it's like oh that's then it true. won't matter is what yeah I'm you can stay longer exactly I once I got my residency card I thought I could spend as much time in Edmonton as I wanted mm. no they care so what do you mean? they they want you to show that you want to live here. Oh, so if they find that you're spending more time. Oh, they ooh, will. Okay. Yeah. New, so new thing to consider. Yeah. And I, that okay. surprised me because like I got I went through everything and I got the card. I got mm -hmm. the green card and I was like, great, I'm going to spend five months back in Edmonton. And then I was uh, alerted that like if they they really want you to make a choice they're like we don't want you to be a nomad yeah i think that probably i you know this is all speculation i think it helps that my trips are like frequent enough mm. that i'm like going back and forth like every like month or two right yeah. that it's like i'm not living anywhere i'm just visiting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah true yeah. yeah yeah but i do like the because i i do agree there are some things about america that i like better than canada and there are things about Canada that I like better than the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I and I think that no matter where I live, I will always have a feeling of like, you know, I mean, it's inarguable, the opportunities and like what we have going on here. Mm -hmm. We we wouldn't have. In yeah. And just it's worth acknowledging that you're just a bit nostalgic and you miss your family. Yeah, I miss my family. All that kind of stuff. Jam jam. Yeah. yeah. I can't do dry. I can never live in Edmonton. I got nosebleeds all the time. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's also just ugly. <laughs> It's ugly. Edmonton's it's ugly. ugly and it's dirty. Yeah. No and fence. And like the fucking, Sorry. like you can never have a clean car. Yeah. But you have to have a car. Yeah. yeah. Transit sucks. That's the other thing. I So I lived in Coquitlam mm. for uh, two years. Mm. Um, and I was like, holy shit, this train is fucking awesome. And I it's like, train. I just loved like being able to walk places and mm -hmm. go to downtown Vancouver on the train. And then after that, I like I went back to Edmonton. I was like, no. I can't fucking be here anymore. That's it. No, it sucks. So, yeah. I don't know. LRT. LRT. It's expanding. Yeah. It's expanding, <laughs> but it sucks. It's expanding, but it sucks. And they never should have put it on ground. Like, I agree. So saved a little bit of money in the short term, made things just absolutely miserable for everybody in the long term. I used to live right where the LRT was like right where it begins so by heritage yeah it was between heritage southgate Mall. and heritage and that they were building it when you leave when you're trying to leave to get on the main road 15 minute 15 minute wait at the red light 15 minute light it sucked so edmonton infrastructure sucks you guys it's not just america canada it's just shitty. poorly planned and yet like there's there's still you know there's still a lot about the edmonton infrastructure that i love mm -hmm. their snow removal service right right because awesome. when you have a population that far north you have to be prepared for the snow yeah and there's no such thing as a snow day in edmonton no yeah. um yeah so, i didn't get that concept yeah literally that's that's frustrating about vancouver is like yes when it snows what once a year and it's like enough that it's there for a week 
but everybody's trying to buy snow shovels at once because people think it will never snow. It's like, okay, it's happening every year at this point. Yeah. And then like nobody clears the snow off the streets. Right. And then people don't deliver the mail. They yeah. don't collect the garbage and recycling. And it's like, okay, I guess the city just shuts down for like for a, a week. week. Which seems weird. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I keep having these weird uh, realizations growing up and then being exposed to different environments. Um, one of the ones that I've uh, figured out is just how crazy it is to other people that we had a boot room. Have you ever thought about that? Do you know what a boot room is? Right? Yeah. Well, I just assumed that would be a mud room. It's a oh, you have a mud room. Did you have something? Well, I'm just learning that based on the house shows that we've been watching recently. And they call them mud rooms. No, we're talking about okay, so there's like at school, so like an elementary school, there'd be like a room that's like the size of like half a gymnasium, where the entire floor is just like that abrasive uh, mat mm-hmm. um, where people can wipe off their boots because it's always snowing and even when the snow is melting it's going to be muddy as fuck right. and it's just all dirty you just get it everywhere and if you're a kid going to school at Edmonton which there are no snow days it doesn't matter how cold it is you're going to school mm-hmm. um, you would need a place so the entire sorry the entire walls of the boot room are just racks, racks. for boots and everybody would just put yes. their boots on the racks yes. and then you'd have like a separate uh, like closet near the classrooms for all your coats yeah. and you're like oh wow you'd have to have an entirely different change of clothes if you didn't want to track mud around I the entire totally school totally forgot and if it was too cold if it was so cold that you would get frostbite and die mm-hmm. <laughs> by being outside mm-hmm. they didn't cancel school they didn't cancel recess you had recess in the boot room yep so there would be like an entire, oh. an entire yeah. recess just like oh i guess we're safe in here like just hang, wow. hang out, hanging out in the boot room. I for some nah, reason, that ain't God. the boot room. Well, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what to search. I know you'd have to, you'd have to type Edmonton, Edmonton yeah. elementary cool. boot room. But like, yeah. they were, wait, so did they have this in high school? N- no. So the way that it worked, mm, yeah. it was it was, people it was were elementary, elementary only, yeah. and it was like these tan, like these gray metal racks, and they were sharp. Like, I remember, like, sometimes yeah. grabbing shit and, like, rubbing. My friend chipped her tooth on <laughs> Yeah. They were deadly. And I, I remember, um, specifically, you, like, unlocked so many memories for me. It was only You're in, welcome. like, elementary. And I think that's why I get so disturbed now. It, in America, these motherfuckers leave their shoes on all the time. <laughs> he would walk in our house like with his shoes yeah. on from outside. And because my brain's been so like, you'd knock your, oh, and then you, so you take your boots off, you knock yeah. them together to get all the shit off, put them up on the rack. We've been traumatized by the boot rooms. <laughs> yeah. We've got some shared boot room trauma here. <laughs> that, that I like totally, that. There's some listeners the that we have room. that are from Edmonton or from yeah. Canada that are like they're going to be like, "Holy shit!" This is well, so yeah, crazy. that's what that, that's the crazy thing about living in Canada or like even somewhere that far north in Canada, where like that's not even necessarily the norm in Canada. Yeah, we're so isolated to like a certain type of normality. Yeah, and it's not ex- exclusive to Canadians. Like, no, I go to fucking Atlanta. I go to you know Seattle. Anywhere in America, every city has these things that everybody just like takes for granted and accepts it as part of their like culture and lifestyle and mm-hmm. just like a normal thing. But a lot of that 
you know, people don't realize it's like, oh, that's actually really weird. Yeah. It's actually nobody else does this. Mm-hmm. Well, like I had that thought the other day. There was a time when I was growing up where I just thought everyone had to deal with negative 40 weather. No. Like, like I would be walking nope. to my car and I'd be like, this is just life. This is just what yeah. it is. Frozen hair. Yeah. Do your nose Eyelids hairs would freeze. Sticking together. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, I was like, yeah. this is what it is. Yeah, it sucked. What do you think about the, uh, like, perspective that Canada, because I, I genuinely, like, I think adults think this because my parents will sometimes, like, uh, kind of, they won't say it, but I kind of know that that's what they're thinking. When I, like, mention, like, oh, yeah, we're in Can- Canada right now or Edmonton, uh, and it's, like, during the summer or spring, and they're, like, how s- – they'll reference some something about how cold it is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, you think it's, like – you think it's snowy all year round. You think there's snow on the year the entire fucking year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I thought that until going to Canada. Yeah. Uh, I thought that there was snow on the ground the whole year, and I, I – some places in Canada, yeah. Kind of, oh, yeah. true. Far enough north, yeah. Yeah. Callowit. But yeah, I blame the fucking media and the books I read because every time Canada was depicted, it was always... Snowy. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot in the summers now, especially. Have you been back to Edmonton? I mean, Edmonton Edmonton had always kind of had hot summers for me. Yeah. Like plus 30 or whatever. Yeah, now it's like plus 40. Yeah, now. I believe it. And just the dry heat, I can't handle. So, you know, now, you know... Atlanta summers, those are great. Oh. But I feel like I just do so much better with humidity. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. The the dryness, especially like I don't know your hair and yeah, nosebleeds. He was getting nosebleeds in Edmonton. Sucks. Um, yeah, I get nosebleeds in California because of all the too. fires. So mm. there'd be fires all the time, and they would just yeah. dry my nose out. Man. A lot of America is very a uh, desert yep. climate. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of California in that way. We were just like, oh, yeah, we're near the beach, the coast. Yeah, and still somehow like, very deserty. <laughs> the desert coast, yeah. Everything's dead yeah. in California yeah. all the time, except for the ice plant. True. Mm. Uh, so we normally do this for an hour and a half. Wow, we're at an hour and 53 minutes, so sure. we can call it there Yeah. if you're keen. I'm keen. All right, if you have any questions to ask adam leave him in the comments but he won't answer and uh yeah just tell us your favorite thing yeah whatever it is thanks thanks, chuggalos yeah for being here hasta la vista hasta la vista if you want to find my content oh yeah yeah. (laughs) i've I've had guests on my podcast yeah yeah thank you that's your first one all right so if you want to pitch anything (laughs) go ahead Uh, (laughs) uh, yms on youtube i also have a gaming channel yms plays i also have a twitch stream of the same name uh, if you like watching movies socially, there's a new channel that I'm doing called YMS Watchalongs, uh, YMS Watchalongs, where uh, I don't stream the movie because that would be a copyright infringement, but I stream a time code and my reaction, and you can just sync the movie along with it if it's on Netflix or whatever. Uh, it's a fun time. We do those live as well. I will be doing, I'm assuming this is going to be out before the Oscars, right? Uh, this March 10th. on Monday. Yeah, we'll be okay. yeah. yeah. So March 10th. My biggest stream of the year, uh, the Oscars stream will be happening live on my YMS YouTube channel, uh, as well as my Twitch. And I also make music, an unkindness. I do a lot of things. All right. Oh, that's, that's cool. what I was going to talk to you about. Oh, you about. want it? We can extend it. Yeah, this. yeah. Let's extend it. All right. Put that at the end. 
I mean, we don't have to read it. <laughs> no, yeah, <I> was... <laughs> they can see that it's not I over know, yet. I know. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah, you make music. I do. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wh- I'll show it to you. Oh, I'm Later. so excited. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what, like, do you play an instrument? I play mostly piano. Um, so I, yeah, I, I did like a four song demo back when I was in Edmonton, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, rough, cheap producer, whatever. Um, piano, drums, guitar, bass, vocals, just kind of like a one man band thing. Um, and one of the tracks, uh, Fragments, uh, got covered by Blondie, the band Blondie. Yes. The closing track on their newest Whoa. album. Because uh, Chris Stein, founding member and guitarist, uh, watches my videos. Thank you so much. Wow. I got to meet Debbie Harry, and she played my song in front of people in Vancouver. That was a really affirming moment for me. That's so um, cool. And then, yeah, my newest album, I, I only have the demo and then one album. Um just completely produced by myself mostly it was like at a studio but i don't have a producer i'm really trying to get another album going but i want it to be with like better production quality and like i just again this problem with infrastructure in canada Mm -hmm. and like like i can't sometimes there are people that want to work with you but like i can't trust that they're like i want to work with some talented people i want to find like a good producer for music and people that believe in my vision and essentially it's uh my favorite band is Bright Eyes. It's inspired by Bright Eyes. I love Bright Eyes. Um, Regina Spector is an influence. I love Regina Spector. And uh, half of the songs are uh, that exist currently are just like shit from my traumatic growing up. I'm sad that I'm a furry phase of my life. Yeah, I was gonna um, say your uh, you actually influenced my music taste a fuck ton. Oh yeah. Yeah, because the tracks so um, metric. Mm, yeah. I found metric because of you. Something part one or two. Yes. There was a lot of music uh, that you played in stuff that influenced mm. my. So I wonder if Bright Eyes was the same as well. There might have been a there might have been a Bright Eyes track in one of them. I'm confident that there probably was. Yeah, because I was part. obsessed with Bright Eyes when I was in Edmonton. I sad. still am. Yeah. I listened to some Bright Eyes on the way over here. So good. Yep. Yeah. So you want better production going yeah. forward in your music but you're saying it's hard to find uh talented people without kind of like going yeah, through well, the because i have trust issues and i don't know how to weed out people that are trying to take advantage of me from people that are actually trying to help Fair. yeah <laughs> and so it's a, and to do that which is a process in, involves a lot of like time and you know mm-hmm. focus on that being its whole thing to figure out right yeah. and so i'm like spread really thin right now but i've got a lot of I've been writing some new tracks, and I'm excited to share them. I just need to, like, figure out my approach, or maybe it doesn't need to be an album. Maybe I can just do, like, an EP or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, the full album I did, it's called 10 Years, and it's literally uh, starts with a song that I wrote when I was 15, and then it ends with a song that I wrote when I was, like, about 25. Cool. And so it's, like, a, a progression of my life. And it's not necessarily one per year, but you can kind of see or here as the album goes, um, how things have changed. Mm. I love that. I think that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think, I think that the closing track is the best one, mm. which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you're not hot on the first track, skip to the end. You might like it. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, uh, 
software do you use to make the music? Uh, that one, well, because it was the uh, software that was at the studio. It was Pro Tools, I think, for that one. Um, some of the parts of some of the tracks I recorded like at home using Logic. But like, I'm not. I am not only like a little inexperienced in terms of like if I want to get like the best sound of something, I don't know if I'm the person to right. really do all the editing and and like mixing is kind of like also what I figured out over that process is like there's things that I could have touched up and did better and I would just like to have like a another voice in there to help with yeah. industry experiences. That's totally. that's my next thing I gotta figure out. Yeah, it's tricky. It's yeah. okay, it's also a weird area you know like i'm looking for someone with a with an ear like who are you well yeah I, and who believes in what i'm doing and i'm not making music to like right. appeal to everybody i'm not fucking taylor swift and i'm not even trashing on taylor swift by saying that i'm just saying the type of shit that i make is shit that you know i feel if i heard it when i was younger would have connected in a very personal way mm. yeah um and that's a lot of my favorite art is is you know not saying that I can't enjoy something that's popular, but I'm saying the the things that really pierce into my soul and that make me feel less alone on yep. the planet yeah. are, are what I value the most, and I'm hoping to uh, provide that unique experience to people through what I create. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Um, hey Dane, do you have the my TikTok uh, account available? Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned Taylor Swift, and yeah, click that Taylor Swift thing. This is kind of funny. I saw this today. Uh-oh. Okay. I was born on the 13th. I turned 13 on Friday the 13th. My first. Oh yeah, yeah. I love conspiracy theories. They're so stupid. The music. Wait, wait. It gets good. The 13th row, the 13th section. It's really a good number. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So there's this guy who plays for the 49ers. Taylor Swift. <laughs> and this is like meant to be like a badass montage of this guy's going to end Taylor Swift's whole career. What? <laughs> Number 13. Oh my right, god. <laughs> this is going to be the most watched Super Bowl ever. For sure. Probably. Now people who don't give a shit about the Super Bowl are going to be watching plus yes. people who give a shit about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everybody's going to be watching. The I'll be streaming Bowl. on Twitch if you don't want to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. Nice. I like that. Although you said it's going to be out on Monday, so it might be too late. Oops. Uh -oh. <laughs> Whatever. All right. That works, Dane. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and oh, just because I know my that band was name scary. is a little, uh, little uh, tough to say and have people understand what I said. Un an unkindness. Mm. Is that a search for it? Yes. Back to my promotion. An unkindness. Yeah. An a n space U-N-K-I-N-E-S-S. Oh, I was going to say uh, Anissa got me a keyboard because I've Ooh. been interested in uh, learning the piano. Mm -hmm. uh, do you uh, have any advice on like where to start for something like that? Because mm. I'm very... Do you very... have any musical experience whatsoever? No, none. Do, have you ever done like karaoke? Do you know, are you like tone deaf? Like, do you have like He's some... tone deaf. Okay. That one. All right. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. So there, the great thing about trying to learn music at this point is you can find a lot of YouTube tutorials, but right. um, it might be worth your while to just like, I don't know, there's like tons of like any cities you're going to find like local piano right. tutor that's just like, I agree. you can go in for like a one hour, 30 minute or whatever mm -hmm. session, 
you know, it's a really low commitment kind of thing. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But cool. having someone who's experienced with teaching people is probably a lot better mm. than uh, if you have no experience. Like, yeah. I used YouTube tutorials to learn half the instruments on my album, but I already had, like, actual bass. piano uh knowledge right. experience so awesome. I was able to in that way but yeah were you a band kid uh I was a kid with a band oh okay but you didn't you were <laughs> oh wait no band. yeah I forgot what you meant by that um yeah. I played the trumpet in junior high I played french horn nice nice yeah you didn't play band I rented a saxophone for <laughs> one day and I went <laughs> and then I returned it Nice. And a recorder. I fucking sucked on a recorder a couple days. You did? Yeah. You sucked on it? I sucked on it. I wasn't <laughs> playing much. I used um, to play the Glockenspiel. Did you go to um, Westbrook Elementary? No. Or different? No, okay. I went to Greenfield. Oh. Yeah. That's... Very nice boot room there. That that would have a big <laughs> boot room because that was a big school. It was school. a big boot room. Yeah. <laughs> Our boot room wasn't that big. It was just like... Big halls, mm. hallways, not really like a half a gymnasium. So it's, every fucking school I ever went to in Edmonton just keeps showing up in my nightmares. <laughs> I can never leave. I can move away from the city. It's always just like, oh, some shitty dream will be uh-huh. set there. I'm like, fuck, why am I back here again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no. fly away when I realize it's a dream. I'm like, you can't, you can't trap me here. That's so it's relatable. I didn't think I could ever relate. Uh, it's fucking traumatizing. Yeah, it is. It's a shitty place to, like, yeah. no, everybody leaves. Yeah. Or gets trapped. Yeah. Well, like I went on Facebook. <laughs> yes. I went on Facebook the other day and I was like, I don't want to look anymore no. where people are because it's making me sad. Yeah. So. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining those. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. For joining on. This is my podcast. Now. <laughs> um, have a great day. Yeah. Safety first. <laughs> I did like that. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista.